This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Amazon Prime Video users will need to pay up for an ad-free streaming experience starting in late January. We'll cover that in our next segment, but first, prepare for the new year with a financial reset. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president, Everett Wealth Solutions, Forest Park, Illinois, author of the book, The Prescription for a Healthy Retirement. Chris, first, can you explain why it's so critical to do a financial reset this time of year? Oh, yeah, Brandon. There's a basket of reason that that's a good idea. I mean, number one, just review your budget and cut out all those unnecessary expenses. I mean, you'd be looking at where your money's going. How much is unnecessarily going to places that you really don't even look at anymore? There is a wonderful tool called a 50-30-20 budget tool. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I have not. Why don't you tell us about it? Okay, well, it's base, It's so simple. 50% of your after, t- after your take-home money should go just to things that are really, really essential. And then the other 50%, you can divide maybe in 30 or 20% segments. Now, a lot of people say, well, maybe the other 30% could go to things that I want. You know, I've already covered my necessities. Let's cover what I want. The last 20% should be for savings. But I got to tell you, sometimes I flip those around depending upon the client I'm working with. Maybe they could save 30% and do a little discretionary with the 20. You know, there's, it's always, are you saving enough, right? Especially check into your retirement accounts. I mean, what are you doing there? Are you really saving enough? Are you taking advantage of what your employer might be doing for you as well? Spoke with someone earlier today. And she wasn't really doing enough to get her entire match. So look at things like that. I think you should also always, always, always have an emergency fund. You know, people say, financial planners say, oh, maybe set aside three months, six months. I say a year. These last few years taught us anything. Life can happen. So if you can set aside money to cover a year's worth of your expenses, you can withstand a pretty heavy wind doesn't mean you don't earn anything on that money. So put it somewhere where you can earn a decent rate of return. You know, in this basket of kind of resetting, should be taking a look at your credit report. Is there something in there that isn't really accurate? Every once in a while, you should take a look at them, make sure they're right. One of my favorite things is to reset your passwords. Do you know that if you have a 16-character password, it takes the longest to crack. So if somebody's trying to hack you, do 16-character passwords. I call them the sweet 16, if you will. 
Hey, Chris, thank you so much. And uh, do you do you have a second to just uh, check in a little bit about uh, maybe taking advantage of credit card opportunities that might get you deals on streaming services to lower your overall uh, yearly uh, subscription costs? Oh, gosh, yeah. And you know what else, too? What about 0% credit cards? If your credit is decent, you can be a lot more efficient um, paying down your credit cards if you transfer onto a 0% credit card. Oh, yeah, it might cost you 3 4 5% to transfer the balance, but that's over an 18, 21-month period of time. And so it's so much more efficient. Yeah, and something we'll be talking about in the next segment. Uh, you know, a lot of times the streaming services, when you purchase an annual subscription, that's really going to cut back a significant uh, cost point as well. Or sure, how about even going on a budget plan? I mean, certainly subscriptions, but you can do the same thing with your um, electricity, your gas, keep things level for yourself. And uh, do you ever try to remind people that they don't have to have every streaming service every month, that they, uh, <laughs> they can plan it out, watch, watch one for a month, uh, get rid of that, watch another one for a month? Actually, no. You know, I don't try to get into people's business too much, but that's a great idea because so much of it just sits there and gets wasted. All right. Thank you so much, Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president, Everett Wealth Solutions, Forest Park, Illinois, and author of the book, The Prescription for a Healthy Retirement. Coming up beginning in late January, Prime Video users will have to pay extra for an ad-free experience. Starting late January, Amazon Prime Video will introduce ads, prompting subscribers to pay extra to avoid them. Joining us with the details, Tom Lason, media analyst in Seattle, Washington. On Twitter, uh, X at Tom Lason. Tom, uh, how much is the ad-free tier on Amazon Prime Video, and when is it set to roll out officially? Going to roll out on January 29th. You know, it sounds small, you know, 3 bucks a month, but that takes you from 139 bucks up to 175 a year. And now multiply that by 3 or 4 or 5, and you're starting to approach, you know, the cost of cable television, where the difference between linear TV and streaming is reduced to some degree because of commercials. You still have the anytime, anywhere flexibility that streaming provides you. But, um, you know, I really think that this is a signal that we have passed peak TV, that from here on out it's all about consolidation and a return to something kind of gesturing at the cable model where you pay on both ends, both to subscribe and suffer through ads if you don't want to pay the additional cost. And uh, I think a lot of folks over time are going to start taking a harder look um, again, at lower tier cable TV um, subscriptions, possibly when they um, are looking at their, their monthly budgets. Yeah, Tom, uh, we've been seeing a couple other streaming services uh, kind of go this way. Amazon isn't the first, um, but there are also a lot of free options out there, uh, whether your TV comes with some free options. Um, but uh, what else are you seeing trending here in the industry as far as uh, people following Amazon's lead? Well, I, I think that the, the ad-supported model is, you know, here to stay. Um, where you're trading broadcast dollars for digital dimes, and I think at some point in the future we're going to see the dam break. There will be a way to aggregate your own a la carte services. Um, the industry has been fighting tooth and nail for 30 years um, against that, but the next step in this whole thing, I think, is true a la carte. Um, where you're going to be able to pay on a per-view basis. Um, things are going to be more aggregated. Um, peak TV will have passed. Not every show gets greenlit. 
And um, I think that the media companies are going to have to fight harder um, to collect and aggregate eyeballs um, as this thing moves forward. And uh, Tom, uh, speaking of the uh, the bang for your buck, what uh, what can people expect in 2024? I know 2023 uh, was kind of a, a rough year for streaming and television and film. Um, is there going to be a lot of product that's going to be coming up in 2024 that's going to make people want to pay this extra three bucks? Um, I think the cost of production is through the roof. Um, it is expensive to produce Game of Thrones and to get a hit and to collect eyeballs. And I think um, investors are tired of acquisition, you know, the cost of acquisition of customers and subs at any price. And I think profitability is going to be the order of the day. I think consolidation is going to be order of the day. And I think because of those two factors, prices are going to go up. And I think consumers are going to have to start making some hard choices between just how many of these subscriptions they're willing to pay for every month. All right, Tom. Thank you so much. Tom Lason, media analyst in Seattle, Washington on X. It's at Tom Lason. Up next, new job, new year. Start planning now. As the new year approaches, don't wait to pursue a new job. Take proactive steps now to be well-prepared. Joining us with key advice, Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern in Chicago, Illinois. Rick, the beginning of the new year can be a great time to look for a new job. Explain. Well, first of all, most companies are on a calendar fiscal year, which means they already know what their issues are, who is leaving, who they need, because when they close the books on the year, they have a pretty good idea of where their holes are and, and who's going to be who's going to be necessary. The other thing to think about in the in that end of Thanksgiving through the New Year's and a little bit after that. A lot of the people that you would like to have a conversation with as the year goes on will no longer be available because they'll have traveling responsibilities, and other things that they're doing. But this is that one time of year when some of the senior management, the people that you'd like to talk to are going to be around. So that's the first thing is start now. Uh, I think the second thing then is understand the dynamics of what you're trying to do. If there's a I don't want to name a specific site, but if you're looking at websites and you're going online to look at opportunities that exist in, in social media and different, and different uh, uh, technology platforms, those sites are not for you. They're for the people that are hiring. And I can get a thousand resumes today and not hire one of them. It doesn't change the odds for you. You have to be a lot more aggressive and direct about your networking into opportunities you're interested in. Yeah, uh, speaking about getting aggressive, uh, how does the local jobs market look right now going into 2024? Well, the, the market in general is good. If you look at the national averages, uh, employment and wage wage growth is cooling, but still 4% with, with inflation. People don't, they are feeling more pressure, but there's still opportunities out there. Job growth in the in the Chicago area lags a little bit the national averages, but there's still plenty of opportunities out there. The the key when you're in the market uh, or when you're trying to find an opportunity is to have as many conversations as you possibly can with people in the organization, but don't give somebody else agency over your search. It's much better for me to ask you, is it all right if I use your name and reach out to people that you know than it is for me to expect you to advocate on my behalf, because then it's not about me anymore. It's about you and your friend. And then, uh, yeah, I talked to Rick. He's a nice guy. And I told him good luck. 
All right, Rick. Uh, now, finding a new job is one thing in 2024, but uh, do you suggest that uh, with the the artificial intelligence kind of coming into play, do you ex- do you suggest people maybe examine their careers? What kind of role artificial intelligence will play in their career, and maybe find a new career? Well, when when we have these conversations about new technologies, they are going to affect the market. But our anticipation of what they're going to do to the market versus the reality is typically anywhere from a year to 10 years out. I mean, we, we worried about uh, online retail forever. Uh, it did hit. And now it's here. Back to AI then, I think the thing to understand is that there's a lot of needs that utilize AI and the best use of AI probably for the next foreseeable future, again, who knows, who could predict that, is an integration of someone who understands a market or an area and their ability to use AI effectively to do what they need to do. Uh, So that's not it. The real issue for you as as someone looking for a job is get an offer. You don't have to take it. You can say no. You want the offer first. You negotiate once you have the offer. If you're negotiating before you have the offer and asking for benefits and what your comp ought to be, and they haven't even offered you the job yet, you're negotiating with yourself. You're wasting your time. All right. Thank you so much, Rick. Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern in Chicago, Illinois. Still ahead in Technology Thursday 2024, artificial intelligence trends include celebrity chatbot and specialized platforms. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. During the noon business hour, here are some of the stories we're working on here. News Radio, WBBM. More suburban communities are targeting bus companies that are trying to get around Chicago's rules by dropping off migrants outside the city. A representative from the World Health Organization says that medical help is hard to find for those wounded in Israel's attacks across Gaza. And on this Technology Thursday, we'll look at what's ahead in artificial intelligence next year. We'll also give you some ideas about some different drink choices for New Year's Eve celebrations. With Market Watch, the Dow up 78 points, S&P up 8, NASDAQ up 24. 
Thank you, weather. Cloudy, occasional rain today. You might even see some wet snow mixed in. Drizzle right now in Chicago at 1231. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager at macrotides.com in San Diego, California. Jim, it appears the uh, economy is heading for a soft landing. Can the feds say now that uh, they've accomplished their mission? Uh, well, first of all, Brandon, I want to wish you and all the faithful listeners of the uh, Business uh, Noon Hour uh, you know, a healthy and happy uh, 2024. All right, in response to your question, um, I don't think so. You, basically, I think the dot plot from the December meeting, Brandon, showed there are two groups in within the FOMC. There's a group that believes lower inflation means the Fed can cut rates sooner and more frequently. There's a second group that I think Chair Powell uh, empathizes more with that wants to wait for more data to be conclusive that the not only is inflation going to come down, but they really do want to see some slowing in the economic growth so that inflationary pressures continue to subside uh, as the Fed moves towards its target. All right, Jim. Uh, turning to the markets, the markets have been putting on a ton of points here at the end of the year. Uh, is there a reason for that? Is that momentum likely to continue? Well, the reason is there's no reason to sell. Uh, right now, Wall Street has a view that the economy is going to avoid recession, earnings are going to go up by 12 percent, and the Fed's going to cut rates. So in that kind of environment, Brandon, why would anybody sell? And if you do sell a stock, you're going to use the proceeds to buy something else. Yes, the momentum is so strong, I believe it will carry into the first quarter. But my guess is the Fed isn't going to be cutting rates at the March meeting. And as the economy still shows resilience, Brandon, I think uh, Wall Street's going to have to dial back the number of rate cuts it's expecting. I think that causes a 3 to 5% correction in the first quarter. All right. Uh, any areas of the market that uh, you're seeing that are selling for uh, cheap right now or maybe any advice for individual investors? Well, my advice is I think take some money off the table, particularly if the rally does, in fact, continue into early next year. I think uh, the market is wildly optimistic regarding how the Fed's going to behave next year. Uh, very, very overbought sentiments, very evident. So those are all caution signs, not necessarily that we're looking at a big decline in the, in the next coming weeks. But I think it suggests that it's a good time to take some chips off the table as we get into January. All right. So you're putting up that caution sign. But uh, what's your what's your favorite sector heading into 2024? I believe gold will rally uh, above 2300. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think inflation is going to prove a little bit more stubborn. Uh, than people realize. And just technically, Brandon, a breakout above 2150 opens the door for you know a continued move higher. All right. So just really quickly, uh, Fed saying maybe getting the 30-year mortgages down to 6.6 by the end of 2024. Uh, is there any advantages to hopping into a 15-year mortgage uh, and maybe saving on the interest in the short term? Uh, what, what are some of the impacts of that? Yeah. Well, the main advantage of doing a 15-year mortgage is you're going to pay the mortgage down far more quickly, which then saves you a ton of interest expense. And the option then, of course, is I believe that uh, Treasury yields by the middle of next year will be lower than they are today. So I think yields are going to tick up in the first part of next year. And then, if I'm right, the economy is going to slow as we get towards mid-year uh, and yields are going to come down again. So the point being is you can do a 15-year, and then if yields, in fact, come down more, 
you can refinance at an even better rate. But the main benefit is by paying off the mortgage sooner, you're saving a ton of interest expense. Yeah, and, and when you refi, you can uh, possibly switch from the 15-year to a 30-year mortgage once those rates uh, lower a little bit? That's a good idea. You know, if yields come down enough, it makes sense. But for those who can afford the 15-year, I think that's usually a better course of action. All right, Jim. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy holidays. Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager, macrotides.com, San Diego, California. Up next in Technology Thursday, 2024, is the year that artificial intelligence gets real. We'll explain. It's Technology Thursday on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Technology Thursday on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Today, we are looking at how artificial tech, artificial intelligence will take a giant leap forward in 2024. We welcome Jonathan Brill, artificial intelligence expert, writer, speaker, and global futurist. You can find him at jonathanbrill.com. Jonathan, how is AI expected to be deployed to the Internet of Things in 2024? Hi, Brandon. It's awesome to hear you today. Uh, A couple of exciting things are happening. The first is uh, this year it was about specialized AIs, right? Uh, ChatGPT or or Claude from a company called Anthropic uh, starting to work with us. The exciting thing about the next year is that many of these artificial intelligence will, will start to not just work with us, but start to work together. So imagine if you had something that was smarter at you at at physics, call it Albert Einstein, and and someone who is smarter than you at logistics, call it it General Patton, right? And and, and someone who is smarter than you at at social things, right? Call it it maybe maybe Tony Robbins. Right now we have tools that are good at one thing, kind of. In the next couple of years, what we're going to see, in the next year, what we're going to see is these coming together to create uh, councils, uh, boards of directors that, that can help us be smarter, better people, make better decisions, be more creative, be more successful at work. All right. And uh, take some of the uh, menial tasks out of uh, the hands of some very busy people, uh, including celebrities and influencers. What, what might they be uh, putting in, into play? Sure. In my life, you know, AI has probably taken 70% of my writing tasks away. But what, what's going to happen next when we talk about influencers is fascinating. Right now, you see Donald Trump. You know, he's, he's, he's on Truth Social. You see Elon Musk. He's on Twitter. You see Kylie Jenner, right, the, the Kardashian sister. Uh, she's got her, her, her um, cosmetics brand. And, and they're out there pushing information into the world and, and hoping that you're going to pay attention. A year from now, imagine a world with Kylie Jenner where instead of listening to her on, on TikTok, you can have literally a conversation on, her, on your phone with her, a video avatar of her where she can give you advice as you're putting on your makeup for, for how to look better today. Imagine a world where Donald Trump can have a conversation with you and 350 million other Americans or Joe Biden, depending on your preference, and about what they think the future is, what you can do to to move that future forward. Instead of mass media, it's micro media, it's personalized media, and it's conversational. 
All right. So we'll we'll uh, maybe have uh, closer access to uh, celebrities and and other people that we might uh, look up to. Uh, but what about AI? Will uh, AI be interacting with other AI? If we hear about that, what what's that about? So AI will be interacting with other other AI, and and it's massive. So when you think about what's happening right now in in, in, in chemistry and material sciences, just to get geeky in industrial and business world for a second, what we're seeing is uh, Google DeepMind uh, and Lawrence Livermore Labs have gotten together. Google's figured out how to create 10 times as many stable materials. Think steel, uh, diamonds, uh, all of these materials that make up our world. They figured out how to make 10 times as many as we, we thought we used to be able to make. That software is talking to robots at Lawrence Livermore Labs where they're actually making those materials, testing them, seeing what's possible with them. So we're going to see AI talking to AI, right? One that's really good at chemistry, one that's really good at managing factories, really good at managing robotics, starting to come together to create these massively uh, more innovative ways of working, more innovative ways of being. All right, Jonathan, uh, we've talked about a couple of ways that AI will be in use uh, uh, in 2024, but what will be the biggest overall theme for AI next year? I, I think it's going to be about billions. So today, it's about you and me, you talking to your AI and me talking to my AI. What's going to happen in the next year is billions of people will be talking to their machines, talking to their AIs, and those AIs will start to talk to each other. We're going to start to see this massive increase in, in intelligence on the planet as a result because it's, it's not just what you know or what I know or what our AI knows. It's what we all know that are going to start to link together. This is the big trend of 2024, but probably of this decade. All right, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Jonathan Brill, artificial intelligence expert, writer, speaker, and global futurist. You can find him at jonathanbrill.com. Join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday. And still to come, say goodbye to 2023 with lots of bubbles. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Navigating New Year's Eve cocktails can be tricky. Do you go classy or trendy? Don't fret, we've got you covered with key advice from Carly Katz, owner of Bottles and Cans, with two locations located in Chicago's North Center and Edgebrook neighborhoods. Carly, welcome to the Noon Business Hour. Hi, what are what are, uh, what are some recommendations for enjoying bubbles on New Year's Eve, including non-champagne options? Um, so, so mine is always drink what you like. Um, there's a whole world of bubbles outside of, of that true champagne category. A lot of people for New Year's like to do the true champagne because it's celebratory. People are always a little more willing to kind of spend an extra couple of dollars uh, to get that experience. But for those of us who kind of tear in the direction of bubbles, but not necessarily champagne, there's cava, there's prosecco, there's, uh, I mean, right now we're kind of bubbling up everything. We, uh, we carry a, uh, a 100% Malbec bubble, which if you have not had one of those, uh, and you can find one because they're, they're not everywhere, but they are absolutely beautiful. They have kind of a bigger mouthfeel, uh, but still getting that, that bubble component in it. Um, we also have like 100% Albarino, which is also kind of fun and unique. 
uh, catching that white wine drinker, but also allowing the celebratory nature of just bubbles in general. Um, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting world now for bubbles. Yeah, and uh, CBD cocktails are also becoming very popular right now. Can you explain that? Holy moly, so popular. Um, so the world of CBD, THC, has now kind of crossed over into the beverage industry. So what we're seeing is is we've gone from CBD, uh, which was kind of part of our past um, a few years back, and then through the farm bills, uh, we've introduced this Delta-8, Delta-9 component of THC. Uh, so we have a lot of companies coming out right now, uh, Flora being one of our local uh, uh, vendors coming in. They do kind of these just beautiful uh, canned cocktails that create that nice little, you know, fuzzy feeling um, by using that Delta 9 component, but keeping it kind of at a uh, five milligram component, um, I don't know about you. I can do less than that and still feel very good. Um, Wink is another one that's coming and out, and they kind of do a variation uh, where they're more of a seltzer with THC, uh, and they have components where you can do uh, a smaller can and get that that five uh, in there, or you can go up, kind of depending on uh, where where you, I'm sorry, go down and doing like a 2.5 so that you're still there, but you're not kind of crossing that threshold um, of that person who no one really wants to talk to anymore. Uh, but we're seeing these everywhere. They are, there's more and more companies out doing it. And it's, it's really interesting to see it. Um, so if you haven't tried them yet, it is well worth, well worth the conversation. Yeah, uh, and and real quickly, uh, is is the stigma on CBD products, uh, maybe THC products, is that going away? Do you have to do a lot of uh, education? So, yes, it, it's going away. But like all things, you know, there there is the education component, um, which is where we come in, um, kind of allowing people this understanding that it's you know drinking these is not going to kind of put you in that like couch melt situation, you're still going to be able uh, to be functioning. I mean, depending on how many, of course you have, but that's, with all, all things, uh, but it, it's getting better. And I think as we get more and more um, of these products out there, people are more and more willing, just like anything else. I mean, there was a whole world of people that didn't want to drink hazy IPAs and now that's all anyone drinks. So, again, it's just that kind of component of getting the information out there, getting people comfortable with the products, um, doing tastings, which we, we do all the time here in the stores, but um, and making sure everyone is just comfortable with, with it so that we're not, you know, going too far the other direction and, and creating like a fear behind it. All right. Carly, as, a, as we're going to take off here, obviously there's, a, obvi- there's been a growing popularity of non-alcoholic beverages as well. Uh, what's your go-to cocktail for New Year's Eve? Uh, so uh, things that I love is I like to start with Negronis. Um, that's kind of a gin cocktail, but also because I have uh, a lot of kids, I know that the next morning they don't, they don't care if mommy's head hurts. Um, so like the non-alcoholic, uh, uh, just like Campari drinks that are coming out, um, the phony Negroni is kind of uh, the term deemed for it, but it's non-alcoholic. It still tastes wonderful. They, they look and act, or not act, I guess, but they 
look like a standard cocktail in any beverage, um, which is, you know, for a lot of people, something that, you know, they do, you know, they would like to be able to have their non-alcoholic, but not have it necessarily be uh, the first thing people comment on. Um, but those are the directions I go. Um, and then I'll move into, I'll move into bubbles All right. uh, after that point. Thank you so much, Carly. Carly Katz, owner of Bottles and Cans, with two locations located in Chicago's North Center and Edgebrook neighborhoods. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.